Howdy, food, what's better together? Can't take, can't do peanut, uh, peanut butter and, and bananas. Well, uh, I'm allergic to peanut butter, so okay. that's out of the question. <laughs> uh, but this is really underrated, and I think everyone should try it. It's uh, Nutella and Cheez-Its. Uh, you guys should definitely try that. There's like a, you could put it in like a sandwich, a Cheez-Its and Nutella sandwich, and those actually hit different. Those are good. Oh man, okay. That might go under the pineapple and pizza for me. Uh, right, <laughs> just kidding. Rayanne, food, what's better together? I think, um, I, I like apples and peanut butter, kind of like with slices and bananas and peanut butter, that's good. I mean like sugar and more sugar is also like a decent combo, you know, like could go either way. Yes, and Emily, you're not off the hook. What's better to get, what food is better together? Um, the first thing that comes to my mind, I don't know if this is like unusual, but I love chicken nuggets with honey. I don't know like if anyone else does that, but it's so good. Definitely. Honey and chicken nuggets. Maybe a little hot sauce mixed in with the honey would be good too. Give it a little spice. For sure. All right, now that you guys have got me hungry, I feel like I gotta go get some snacks. Better Together Podcast, bringing educators together for real talk. Like peanut butter and jelly, movies and popcorn, and banana and pancakes. We're all better together. So, I don't know if you guys know the title of our podcast, A Better Together, which really stands for bringing educators together. That's the B-E-T-R right, for some real talk. And this is the first time that we've we've had students be a part of that. But I will say, we, we always like to talk about things that are better together, you know, like movies and popcorn and peanut butter and banana. If you don't think that, I actually just had a banana with peanut butter right before we recorded this podcast. Um, and also, I think one thing that's better together is uh, as educators talking with students about their experiences in learning, whether it be here, how we've talked about virtual. I mean, I've learned so much just from listening to you guys and um, you've inspired me and made me feel really happy to hear, especially from the different levels, because, you know, I'm, I'm elementary. I don't know exactly what happens up there in middle and high school. So this has been really awesome. And I can speak for myself. And I know Miss Galliott and Mr. Pomedy, we really appreciate your time and your thoughtful responses and your honesty. So first and foremost, um, I guess we'll, we'll do introductions. So I am Mr. Pomedy. I am at Robinson Secondary School, and I'm the SBID over here. I am Miss um, Gallietta. I am the school-based technology specialist at Rocky Run Middle School. And I am Mrs. Lysi. I am the school-based technology specialist at Poplar Tree Elementary. Hi, I'm Rayanne. I'm also at Poplar Tree. I'm in sixth grade. My name is Emily. I'm an eighth grader at Rocky Run Middle. And my name is Cody Salenga, and I'm a senior at Robinson. Hi, I'm Abby Harlow, and I'm a sophomore at Robinson. Awesome. So uh, how's everybody doing? Everybody doing okay? Having a good Monday so far? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty rainy, uh, but still keeping, keeping up the mood. 
with some some nice music and all that. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. Well, we're we're glad that you all could join us today, and we're excited to really hear your perspective on um, what has been going on over the last year or so uh, to kind of give you some background. Um, Miss Gallietta, Miss Lysi, and myself had a previous podcast that we did, I guess that was last month, uh, where we kind of talked about our takeaways from the whole craziness of COVID and learning virtually and now learning concurrently and things that we as kind of support staff or teachers have kind of learned and things that we hope Fairfax County would kind of bring along back to the face-to-face learning. And uh, Miss Gallietta had a wonderful idea of kind of taking it a step further and getting students' perspective, which is fantastic because you guys are living this each and every day. And I don't think your voices are as heard or heard as much as they probably should be uh, as it relates to, to all this information. So uh, we're really excited to kind of hear your perspectives and your thoughts and maybe some funny stories uh, about some things that have gone on with um, uh, concurrent and virtual learning. So, well, sometimes, so a lot of times when we start the podcast, um, when uh, the group of, of SBITs get together and do a podcast, we generally like to keep it light and start with something funny. So do any of you have a funny story, good or bad? Um, maybe that could could be a way to start talking about virtual learning. So we've seen the memes out there, you know, some of the funny memes, but what are some, are there any funny stories um, that anyone wants to share? You know, like Miss Gallietta trying to talk, but she's on mute. And how many times you have to say to somebody, you're muted or mute your microphone. Yeah, it always sucks when um, you forget that your mic is still on. Like the teacher asks you a question and you keep your mic on and then it's like awkward like the teacher goes uh i think your mic's still on and then you're like oh i forgot I completely forgot and then you're like oops my bad <laughs> yeah that's actually happened multiple times while i was in class as well um one funny story that i had was in english class um through one of my classmates was absent as we assumed and then she comes in 20 minutes later and types in the chat in all caps hello like I'm so sorry I'm late and my teacher was like what were you doing and she said I'm so sorry I was in the shower and my teacher was like seriously (laughs) it's funny that she actually admitted to being in the shower Yeah, I know for sure, like when I leave my mic on, you can hear like people singing, like my younger siblings singing like the Sophia the First theme song. So like, yeah. I can actually attest attest to that, Rayanne. When Rayanne turns her mic on, I know that she has younger siblings and I hear them in the background for sure. Yeah, or like my music teacher, um, one of my siblings siblings plays the saxophone and it's really loud. Like you can hear it when you're outside of the house loud. It's also really annoying. And when I'm in music class, um, my music teacher, Miss Gonzalez, she knew that my sister played the saxophone just because she could hear it through my microphone. So that was interesting. Um, so one funny thing that happened during virtual learning this year 
Um, I just want to start by saying I absolutely love my English teacher this year. She's done such a great job with, you know, helping create a really happy and positive environment within her classroom, even though it was virtual. Um, she's Miss Stark. And so me and my group were doing group projects in breakout rooms. We finished our work really, really early on. We still had like 45 minutes left of class and that was all we were doing that class period. And this was right, this was last fall. So like Among Us, that game was really, really popular then. And so it was like, maybe there were like seven people in the group. And so we started this big game of Among Us and it was so fun and it got like really intense and we were like yelling over the blackboard. It was really funny. And I remember we were about to start a new game and I said like, imagine like imagine how funny or imagine how bad it would be if Miss Stark joined our group right now. And right as I said that, she she was like, well, I just did. Like, she had just joined the group, and I was so embarrassed, but she, like, didn't care. She played it off, and she was like, you know, she was so nice about it because I was so embarrassed, but it was just really funny. Um, and it's weird now. I'm actually doing a final project on Among Us because she loves the game, too, so I think that's why she was so cool about it. So I guess we'll we'll move on. Um what is, and we can all take turns, uh, obviously, uh, what is one kind of positive takeaway um, as you kind of look back to uh, virtual learning? So if, if, if you think about virtual learning, uh, what's one thing that you really enjoyed from that experience uh, with your time? Um, if I could start us off with that one. Um, I like that I could wake up like five minutes before class and still make it on time. Like I don't have to go outside, wait for the bus. Cause I, I wait for the bus. I still don't have my license, even though I'm a senior, but um, yeah, I'd have to wait uh, in the cold, especially in the winter. And I'd hate that. Um, but yeah, that's like one of the positive things that comes out of virtual learning. I 100% agree with that statement. And when we had the option to go in person like halfway all my friends like the people that i talked to did you do in person did you do online the people that stayed online were like i wanted to go in person but i stayed because i could get so much more sleep and wake up like 10 minutes before school brush my teeth and just get in class and it's honestly really nice because i as well had to wait for the bus and it honestly takes up so much more time. So it's really nice to get that extra sleep in. And just chiming in from the middle school perspective, it's early. We start very early. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what time the high school starts, but we start at 7.30, so. Yeah, for us, we start at 8.10. So yeah, that's definitely really early for you guys. That's usually when I start waking up, like if it was in person, I like start waking up 7.30 to like head over to the bus. Yeah, I know um, for us, we start, we're definitely the later people. We start at nine. And when I, um, our counselor was coming in to talk about Rocky Run and I heard that you guys had to wake up so early. I was like, I got to plan my sleep schedule for this to go to sleep early. I got to prepare this summer so I won't miss any of my classes. So that's definitely something that's great about distance learning. Yes, I will. Uh, I will agree. I enjoy the uh, extra sleep, the not having to dress up. I could just wear like a t-shirt, some sweatpants, 
roll down and, and get on my computer when I need to. And if I wanted to multitask and do some things around the house, I could do that as well. So that was definitely, uh, definitely nice. And I live in Prince William County. So my commute is atrocious. So, uh, having to not worry about driving on 66 in the morning was a blessing. A positive thing from virtual learning. Um, I think that it's really helped students, you know, become and teachers a lot more familiar with technology. So I definitely think like, you know, Google Classroom has been like the most organized it's ever been. Um, and I love that, you know, all the materials are there um, for us. And, you know, we don't have to do a lot of searching. Like I didn't even know, like in classwork, you can organize stuff by like units and stuff. And, you know, that's been a new thing this year. And so I really just love how organized everything is and how everyone has learned to use the technology better. I 100% agree. And I've never used Pear Deck before until now. And I feel like almost all teachers I know use Pear Deck almost every class. And like Google Jamboard, like it allows us to explore different learning tools, I guess, which is really cool because it allows to have like different types of assignments and maybe help study or like create new ways to do that. Yeah, and um, speaking of learning tools, uh, one thing that I really like is the the fact that they can record the lesson and you can like rewatch it later on, especially for math. Like sometimes I don't understand it the first time and like you'd have to like, I don't know, just like ask a friend, wait, I missed that. But now you can actually rewind and like re relearn the lesson if you miss something. That is a, that's a good point, Cody. Yeah. Cause you know, having that ability to have that video to play things back or little segments instead of having to schedule a time to stay after with the teacher or things like that, that really, I'm sure that's got to help tremendously. You know, prior to this experience to virtual learning, that was something that some teachers were doing. Some teachers were recording themselves and kids could go back and watch. And I know that a few of the teachers in my building that were doing that, their students were finding that to be really beneficial. But this almost forced teachers to learn how to do that. And then like you said, Cody, it's really helpful. And so I see that being something that will carry with us in the future um, as we get back to normal, whatever that might look like. All right, Ryan, go ahead. Yeah, so um, I was just gonna say, I agree with what Emily said. I think now because of distance learning, um, Poplar Tree has a blog. So we were interviewing some teachers about what they were doing to keep um, students engaged. And now they're really like, they're trying hard all the time to make sure that like the lessons are interactive and they're trying new techniques. So it's interesting because now I get to find more stuff that I think is easier or works better. Um, so yeah. I find that really interesting because I actually didn't know that Poplar Tree had a blog. So that is really cool. I used to go to Poplar Tree. So um, I find that really awesome. Um, and going off of the recording statement, like I had a dentist appointment one time. So I was absent. So I could just go back to like my math recording or whatever it was and rewatch it and complete whatever assignments I needed to complete outside of class, which was really awesome because I didn't have to specifically schedule a time to like follow up with my teacher and find out what I missed. So, so I have a question um, kind of related to, to this. Uh, so like the Mondays when you guys are asynchronous, do you guys find that to be beneficial to have like 
one day out of your five days to be an asynchronous day or do you not enjoy having that Monday? I for sure like that Monday. Um, other than the fact that they make you sign in at 8.30 or like between 8 and 9, like I don't really get that. Like why do we have to sign in? Because I like my sleep. <laughs> and so um, it's nice having that Monday um, and also having the opportunity to uh, it's kind of like learning seminar or raise for some teachers. They uh, offer some help. And I actually attended like a math help uh, session earlier today. So, yeah, that's actually useful on Mondays if you need that. I totally agree with that statement. Um, I love having the Mondays because I get to like finish assignments that need to be completed or like do extra homework or um, we used to have office hours on Mondays. So I actually, or I don't know if we still do them. I think some teachers do and some teachers don't. But I actually uh, one time went to my science teacher's office hours to like review for a test or something, which to me, that was really beneficial. And it gives me extra time on Monday to complete anything that needs to be completed. So for me, it's really beneficial. Yeah, also for me, I like that um, our teachers also have office hours during that time. So I like that you can come in and ask questions about like what you're having trouble with. But I also, I wish that a lot of our um, assignments end on Friday. So it's good that um, if you don't finish anything because you were like absent or something, like you said, then you have time to do that on Monday. So I think that's good. Yeah. And um, I was just going to say, um, yeah, I also like that you have Panther time. Um, I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it's kind of like Monday. It's a time for you to catch up on your work. I like that we have that every single day so that you have time to finish work out inside of school so you don't have to work constantly when you're at home. Yeah, Panther time in the, at our school is maybe what like, maybe you guys have a study hall, I don't know. I don't know what it's like at the middle and high school, but something kind of like that. So it's just time to catch up. So you guys have said a lot of really like positive things, right? And I heard Ryan, you just said something that you wish might be slightly different. So what, has there been anything negative during your experience? Um, this past year that maybe you wish would be different? Because we know there's, it's, there's been some positives and there's definitely also been some negatives, so. I guess I can go first on this one. Uh, for me, one thing I really wanted to bring up is like mental health, because I feel like a lot of people are like, they have less motivation. And like with sitting in one place all day and staring at the screen and having everything online, there are definitely definitely benefits to both in-person and on online, but um, I feel like most students have either less motivation or like too overwhelmed with assignments. Cause like sometimes um, it's easier to know how much time you have like in person, but for me, it's more tempting to, I guess, procrastinate because I've been doing it the entire day with no changes of like scenery, I guess. And it's just like, I don't wanna continue doing like the homework assignments that I we got assigned in class. So after school, it's like, I wanna get a break and then you don't have time to do it. So you kind of have to like cram, but that's my experience. Um, a negative thing, I feel like this is probably the most obvious, but you know, there's no 
social aspect to it. You know, I really miss my friends a lot. I, um, me and my friends, there's six of us in total. We kind of did school together a lot, but you know, I, coming back in person recently, you know, it's, we're such a big school. It's, you know, there's 600, over 600 kids in my grade. Like it is really sad to not be able to see them every day like I used to. Um, so that's, I think definitely the most negative thing about it. Um, I definitely have changed a lot from spring with virtual learning last year when COVID first started. Um, going into that, I had every intention of doing those classes, but then they told us that those classes won't affect your grade for the worst. They can only make your grades go up. And I put so much pressure on myself about getting good grades that I went into that having straight A's already. Um, and so, you know, as quarantine progressed, I feel like mentally I was in such a like you know like a slump I guess I would say that it felt more important to you know get outside and spend time with my family rather than stay behind a desk and do school just to you know kind of mentally do better um and now you know I feel like I've really grown from that and I'm in a lot better place and so it's a lot easier to do virtual learning and get into it and get motivated because I do I honestly really do love learning and love school and I def I've missed it a lot so yeah, I miss the human interaction. I miss talking with my friends. I miss talking with my teachers. I miss making the connections for sure. And I know um, on the beginning, when people were getting ready to go back in person, they made us fill out this page and it was, what is one thing you're excited to do when you go back in person? And I'm pretty sure that's what every person in the classroom wrote. And um, I know our teachers were saying, like we had to look at those worksheets too. And that's what we were thinking. So I think that's definitely a big thing for people. Yeah, and uh, going, off, going off of that, um, I'm a senior, like I mentioned. And so this would have been like the last time for like those first days of school and like first, you know, like pep rallies, like last high school pep rally, stuff like that. So um, for seniors, it definitely sucks uh, that we had to spend a lot of time uh, virtually. And I'm still virtual uh, because my parents uh, want me to get my vaccine first before heading back to school. And so um, still missing out on a bunch of that connection that we're talking about and just like, yeah, just normal high school stuff that uh, seniors should be able to uh, participate in. Branching off of the senior thing, I feel like a lot of people don't think about is in my opinion, last year, like when COVID kind of just started and everything went into lockdown, the seniors from last year got a lot more empathy. And I'm not saying like that's a bad thing, but the seniors from this year are kind of just thrown into it with like the same thing everyone else does, but they actually have a full year virtual, but the last year senior, like they missed, I think, prom or graduation or something like that. But this year's seniors are literally missing the entire year. Yeah, I know, obviously, for sixth graders, it's not that bad. But I know, like, a lot of people are kind of sad, especially people who are continuously virtual because they don't get to do as much of the stuff that they could have done if COVID wasn't around for, like, the last year in elementary school. And even the people who are in person, like, it's you don't get to do all the same stuff you could have been able to do. It is completely different, I agree. Like even in person, six feet apart, facing forward, half virtual, you know, it's a completely different experience. Yeah, and um, 
I consider myself a little lucky like that I'm not in elementary school because a lot of my fondest memories are like playing outside in recess or like sitting with my friends during lunch and like if I was in elementary school I know my parents would have a hard time like helping me especially if it's like kindergarten or something that's like very instrumental to your uh, education yeah that would be really hard being in like kindergarten or something like that I definitely agree and I feel like kindergarten is one of like the early stages of your life where you like get to experience all that stuff and like I feel like kindergarten was so fun and the kindergartners aren't even getting like to make friends and have the social aspect of it like obviously just like everyone else and I feel so bad because the younger kids aren't even able to experience that. I will say at the elementary level um, yes, you're right. It's different for them in kindergarten. It's different for the, you know, you think about those younger kids and how, how much they need that interaction with each other and whatnot. But our teachers are pretty phenomenal and they are finding ways to make even kindergarten online really fun, really interactive, really engaging. And it's pretty awesome to watch from my perspective, for sure. Well, I was just going to say, I don't know if someone else has like a comment on that, but um Truly, no matter like how much everyone in this times are struggling and it's been really hard online and we have to adapt to it, but the teachers like do need some appreciation just to like shout them out because they've also been like handling it super well and having like creating these lesson plans and making these assignments and like we're super thankful that we can like they are still trying to make it a good experience for us, you know. That's awesome. Thank you for, for sharing that. I know that, uh, I know that everybody, like, like you said, everybody's really trying hard and this is a, a difficult time for everyone, but you know, we're all trying to work together to, to make this the best experience that we can. So I know that, uh, I know they'll appreciate that sentiment. Um, and thinking about the, uh, we talked about some of the positives with virtual learning and of course some of the drawbacks, which is, um, which has been really great to hear about. And I just love that there's just this huge focus on empathy from so many different perspectives. Um, but what we were, when we talked as grownups, it's really strange too, because I was thinking about it as y'all were talking and your, where you've taken this conversation as students was kind of mirroring where some of us um, educators were talking just a couple weeks ago. Um, and it just, that's just been really neat. But um, one thing that we thought would could be cool to focus on is like, you know, time comes and we're beyond, um, you know, the pandemic and we go back into more of the normal groove with education. We've, we've talked a little bit about what's positive. What are some of the things that you would want to see like that are present right now in your day? Um, you can think about it certainly from the social side of it, but also from the learning side of it. Um, what would you, what's something that you would want to see stay, um, it, you know, when we do get back to more of that normal school flow? <laughs> I love how all of our teachers record our classes. And so like, there's been a lot of times when like, I'll miss something on the notes. Like I won't remember what the teacher said, or I won't have this in my notes. And I have OCD when it comes to that. I'm like, if I don't have everything, single thing, like... I'll worry that I'm going to miss something that's on the test. So I like to be able to go back and rewatch the classes and edit my notes and stuff. So I know that'll be difficult once we go back all in person. But if there's some way, I don't know, to like 
put a camera in the back of the classroom. I just thought would be so helpful because I just love that. Um, I know I would like to see um, the collaboration and the troubleshooting stay because there are a lot of technical problems that happen every single day. And um, people are always working to find a solution for other classmates or to like cheer up other classmates being positive. And people are working together, I think, to the, to the common goal of being able to learn successfully while we're having distance learning happening. So I think that's definitely something that is would be very beneficial to see in the in-person classroom. And I think that's why, I think that's one of the things that made like distance learning a good experience is because I feel like we didn't have as much of that when we were in person, but now there's a need. You gotta find a way to get to the classroom. So you need to be able to troubleshoot and collaborate with all the other classmates and the teachers also. So, yeah. Yeah, and um, I also like how FCPS is pretty understanding of the struggle that us students have to face during these times, like giving us those um, uh, like adaptions to, especially like the grading, like you can't get a zero anymore. Like there's no more zeros in the grade book, just like the minimum is a 50. And also the rolling grade book, uh, that's also helpful for uh, for people who are, um, you know, getting tired of doing all of the assignments and they can maybe like skip out on like one like small assignment or like a minor assignment because of the rolling grade book. I do love those answers. And this was one of the questions that I kind of had to like think on. And I feel like one thing that I love right now is having the 15 minute breaks, which is kind of long, but I feel like if we had like, I don't know, 10 minute breaks, it would be like super awesome to, I guess, reset your brain because last year when Rocky Run was under construction, we had six minute breaks, which in my opinion, like every student who had a class like in a trailer and then in the science wing, they had to go all the way around the entire building. And I still feel like it wasn't enough because people were like running the classroom right as the bell rang. And I honestly feel like I wish the breaks were a little bit longer. I, I love that you got you all brought up, um, you know, opportunities with scheduling, because that was something that us, us adults, educators talked about was these opportunities to identify, um, you know, how we think about scheduling and, um, you know, what what can we change in terms of scheduling? So um, those are some great reflections. Um, so we asked, what would you like to see stay? What's something that, um, I guess, how could we rephrase this question? Maybe Mr. Pomity or Ms. Lysi can help me out here, but um, what is maybe something that you are really, I guess, what's something, have we already talked about this? Uh, something that you're really looking forward to um, not having to do anymore? I guess we could say, like, what is something we go back in person? I know, Cody, you're heading off to college, but um, or wherever your path is taking you. But like, what's something that you will be very grateful that you don't have to do anymore when when virtual learning um, isn't as necessary? Oh, um, so I'm definitely looking forward to having peace and quiet, because with the younger siblings, it's hard um, to find that time where you can actually focus. Like I have my headphones right here. I have my door closed so I can kind of like 
feel the classroom experience where it's quiet enough that you're able to get the work done. I love that because I have a younger sister as well. So we're like doing school at the same time. Um, but I completely relate to that. Um, my answer would be, what, what do I want to see go? Or I guess not go, that kind of has a negative connotation, but I had an answer. I'm sorry, I completely forgot it. Cody, you can go first. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I am heading to college. Uh, my brother is actually a senior in college that uh, I'm going to. It's George Mason, so staying local. And um, so basically, <laughs> nice. Uh, when he graduates, I'm going to basically take his spot there uh, as as a freshman. But um, I think I'm just looking forward to not having to email all my questions to the teacher and just approach them like maybe after class or something like that because yeah when you ask them a question it's it's like you have to turn on your mic and everyone else hears it stuff like that so it's just like the um just the normal conversations that you have at school that i'm looking forward to also sometimes it's hard to write your question out in words because sometimes like the teacher thinks it means something but you mean something else and then they explain something that you already know, and then you get more confused. So I think it's good to have a face-to-face -face talk. And also, it, oh, sorry, you can go ahead. Okay, I was just saying, it also takes so long to like type out your question. So it's like, they think, they're like, uh, did you have a question? And then you're like typing it. And then they're like, oh, you didn't have a question. Okay, let's move on. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I completely agree with that. The teachers are like, does anyone have a question? And people are typing out their question. And after a few seconds, they're like, okay, we're moving on. Uh, but uh, what I wanted to say was in person with like group projects, obviously that aspect is still gonna stay the same, but I feel like online, some people kind of have the option to, one of my teachers says, ghost the class. So if they don't wanna participate in a group project then they can just leave it to the other people in the group and like if people are calling the name like they technically aren't obligated to answer so there's only a few people left to do the project and we're just like okay like we all want to work together here but some people like don't want to type in the chat or turn on their mic which is like understandable but the teachers still want everyone to participate so in person you kind of at least have to do the minimal work. Yeah, definitely. And also like sometimes people won't show up at all. They'll just log in and they'll walk away. And so like during morning meeting, like my teacher has gotten into a team and she'll be like, hello, are you there? Hello, hello. And she's gotten so used to it that she'll just like, she just like accepts it normally. She's so sad and she just like continues going down the list, so. Yeah, because in person, you are there. So like, people are going to be like, hello, 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 you have to answer. So yeah, yeah, I agree. And I feel so bad for the teachers, because some teacher, some of my teachers are like, they don't care whether or not you turn on your camera. But some of my teachers, I literally feel so bad, because they're like, lonely. They're like, I feel like I'm a YouTuber talking to a screen. And I'm like, Oh, 
so like we have to turn on our mic and like try and have a conversation. So they're they're trying. I think there's a big difference between um, younger elementary kids and then as we move up, because I do feel like, and especially like our K one and two classes, like they are, they want to talk. And so it's almost hard to like, you know what I mean? The older classes I go in and I teach lessons and I'm like, hello, anyone, anyone want to participate? Anyone. And then in first grade, I'm like, okay, guys, and I, I put your hands down. Everybody's got to put their hands down. So. I know talking to some of the Robinson teachers, uh, that's one thing that uh, some of them are really frustrated about is that they're trying to, to do a bunch of uh, engaging uh, activities, but all they see is kind of a black screen and it just kind of gets exhausting after a while of trying to probe and prod people to participate. So uh, I completely understand that. And um, one other thing that teachers try to do for us students to participate is breakout rooms. And I don't know any student that likes breakout rooms. Like, yeah, I get that. Um, yeah, you want us to collaborate, get into groups and stuff, but no one like turns on their mic. No one wants to talk. No one wants to do anything. So it's really counterintuitive to uh, what they're trying to achieve. Speaking the truth, man. I've, I've heard numerous teachers say that they'll go into breakout rooms and it's like dead silence and they don't understand why. <laughs> so now, now we get it. I will say the one, one experience that I've had where we have not had struggled in breakout rooms was when we did a um, librarian, Ellen Bickford and I had, we did Among Us lunch groups um, inspired by some other middle schools and those breakout groups, we popped into those and it was just, so I'm like, oh, look, the solution the whole time, just play among us. <laughs> yeah, that'll get them to talk for sure. <laughs> yeah, because like, oh yeah, sorry, were you going to say something? No, I was just going to say that one of my science teachers tried to do like a science related among us. And I feel like it kind of didn't work the same way she hoped because we were all so confused and I, we felt so bad. Yeah, like sometimes when the teachers do breakout groups, like it works and people are communicating, but sometimes when like you go into a group and you're like, hello, and it's like silence or like when people's mics, like they just don't want to turn on their mics. They're like, oh, okay. They don't want to turn on their video either. They just want to type in the chat. It's It gets kind of like, I miss being able to hear actual words. So yeah. Well, and this kind of, I, I feel, goes back to what you all were talking about earlier with the collaboration being one of the um, better, obviously better components of in-person, um, you know, because it is a little bit, um, it's just a little bit more awkward um, to communicate online. Like if we were all in a room right now, we would all be sort of chuckling together and probably bouncing off of each other quickly, but there's that awkward wait time, <laughs> you know, and stuff. So it's just, that part is a little bit more awkward, but it goes it goes to what you all were saying earlier with the communication piece. And, and one thing we've heard from teachers that are doing in-person, uh, the concurrent teaching, like the in-person groups where they get students into break, you know, those quote unquote breakout groups, but in-person, um, I guess the time difference about how quickly students in-person are getting it done in that in-person group, um, you know, so that's just, I guess, one of the, um, it's the nature of collaborating online um, and and everything, so. Yeah, definitely. I am one of the people who goes in person two days a week. And sometimes 
like every once in a while, our teacher will just make us like turn and like talk with like the people who are close to us. And like, you'd be amazed. Like some of these people are people who don't turn on their mics at all when you're in the breakout rooms, but suddenly they have tons to say. And you're like, what? You know, so it's definitely like the in-person stuff is, it's definitely like faster. I think it's like a little more engaging just because you can see the other people there are waiting for you to say something. Yeah, and uh, can I add on to that? Um, breakout rooms, it usually goes like no one's talking. And then when it's time to present for the group, they start talking and acting like they did work. And it's like, where were you? But like, you don't want to like call them out or anything like that. But it's just like, where were you? <laughs> Absolutely. And everyone's like, who wants to present? And we're like, no one wants to present. And then we get there and someone is kind of like forced to present because we can't decide. And going back to what Ms. Galliata said, it's like we have that awkward silence because we have, I'm like trying to communicate brainwaves with you two. Like who wants to go first? Cause like, we don't want to be rude and interrupt each other, but in person, obviously we don't have to worry about turning on and off our mic. We can just bounce ideas off and have a conversation. I love how honest you guys are. I, pre I really appreciate it very much, your honest opinion. So you I was just going to say something just about what just happened. Like there is an awkward pause. Like. Um, sometimes like me and Miss Slicey are constantly like turning our mics on at the same time. So it's like awkward, you know, you're like, oh, okay, you know, but in person, it wouldn't be like that. It would just be like, oh, hello, Miss Slicey. So, yeah. Right. There's almost like social expectations and norms and how you communicate with people online, right? And whether you use the raise hand feature or, you know, all of us right now, nobody listening will be able to know this, but we all have our cameras on so we can see each other. So we can nod, we can kind of gather how each other is feeling because we're watching. Like I can see when you're smiling. I can point to you and say, no, you talk. I'll turn off my mic, you know, um, which in a room where you don't have a lot of people turning their cameras on, it's kind of hard to feel that, you know, goes back to that, that human interaction and connection. You can still have it online in a different form. It just, it doesn't feel the same. So you yeah. guys are sure. Oh, go ahead, Cody. <laughs> and uh, going off of that, I noticed that some teachers try to be hu humorous in their uh, lessons and like, I, I like their, their jokes and stuff. Like sometimes it's funny, uh, but then, they don't see it because I, I don't want to be the one person with my camera on and like or just like say in the chat haha or something like that like you know so it's just uh that missing aspect of of being in person and like you know just yeah just having fun together cody you should totally turn on your camera and be that person do it for your teachers they work hard but i will say one of our second grade teachers the first day that she had kids come back in person, I, I talked to her the very next day and I said, what was the best part about your day? And she said, I read a book aloud and they all laughed. All the kids laughed because, you know, we, re we read teachers, especially elementary school, we read books to, to kids all the time. She's like, I feel like I'm reading a book to who knows what. She's like, but I read it and it was funny and they all laughed at me. Yeah, I definitely feel that the online platform is not conducive to those of us who like to laugh constantly, because <laughs> I'm just one of those people. I, I try to find um, like the fun and every time I, you know, we gather, anyone gathers, yeah, obviously business to attend to. But um, I know that 
Miss Lacey and Mr. Pomedy and I, we all get together with a group of colleagues and we like to, you know, get work done, but also laugh. And it's, it's harder to just banter online and like some of those, um, some of that just naturals, but it, and it, and it's crazy though, how I know, I'm glad you mentioned that Cody, because I know that a lot of teachers, um, recognize how valuable humor is and connection. And that is something that's so hard to gauge. And so like, I'm glad, you know, Ms. Lysi and Kurt, like tell, try to, try to turn your camera on and smile when teachers are doing that because um, it's, it, it's so hard. And I really don't know what the solution is in the online, online setting. I mean, our tools are pretty good that we use, but it's just, just the nature of it. Yeah. And also, like, probably one of the reasons why people don't want to turn on their mics is because they're not there. Like, some I know some people are just sleeping, like, after they sign in. So that's probably one of the reasons why um, a lot of people don't have their mics on or their cameras on or are silent in breakout rooms because they're not at their computer. <laughs> For sure. And Ms. G, I love that you said that because that reminded me of when I go to our tech meetings or even in person. Uh, you always like turn on music or have a question of the day and you're like doing dance parties and you're just like there dancing and no one wants to turn on their camera and like keep you company and I feel so bad because like you're so fun and when it was in person like the best part of the day was going to the um, tech office I think you guys have a new one now but I have not been able to visit it but we went there during rock time and like checked in people's computers and gave them loaners and you know just talk you and miss wild and had music and had snacks and it was so fun but that aspect isn't there anymore yeah and just backtracking a little bit something that i something that i don't like is when people in the breakout rooms they don't talk at all and then when it comes time to present or when the teacher goes into our breakout room, they're like, and what are we doing? Oh, yes, I'll do this. Of course. No problem. And they'll go like that. So <laughs> this is just kind of annoying. You didn't, you didn't want to do it. It's like, um, I know something big at Poplar Tree is integrity, doing the right thing when nobody's watching. So I feel like teachers need to kind of enforce that a little bit. Again, you, I love your honesty and keeping it real, telling us how it, how it really is, right? All right, so let's finish up because I feel like we've, we've, you guys have shared so many good things, things that you hope that stays, things that you've learned, but think about like yourself. What have you learned about yourself and your learning style over this past, you know, we've been in this pandemic now for a little over a year. What have you learned about yourself that might help you moving forward? Um. And something I learned about my learning style, I learn better if I'm physically writing it down. So like the way I'm doing virtual learning is all of the worksheets that my teachers post on Google Classroom, I have to print them out and write on them and then take a picture and turn it in. Like I cannot do like the on a Google Doc typing it in. Like I just, I, I don't, I can't retain anything from that. Like it, it's not, <laughs> I don't learn from that at all. Um, yeah, so I have definitely, I think, writing things helps me learn it better. I'm a visual learner, so de definitely I've learned more about that about myself. Well, I've learned that I like to have like all my school supplies right next to me. I need to be able to just reach and find exactly what I'm looking for. 
Um, I've also learned I like the quiet when I'm working, which is this is probably not the best time to learn that because in the crowded house, where are you going to go to get the quiet? Um, but I've also learned that like I need to have a schedule. I need to set the reminders. I love Google Calendar. I know Miss Lacey was telling you I open it every day. It's part of my daily routine. I have it. I have it right on the next tab right here. So I like that. I know exactly what's happening when. So that's definitely something I'm I'm going to use going forward. Yeah, I also like using the reminders app on my phone. Um, it keeps me in check and like just it. I don't really use the calendar, which I probably should. But the reminders, you can like set the time and date and then it's just like notification that pops up like, hey, you got to do this. So, yeah, that's that's always useful. Um, but for me, I, I guess what I'd say uh, something I've learned about my learning style is that I can adapt to the situation that I've been given because yeah this is something that no other like no other grade or generation has ever gone through in in schooling and just like i feel like speaking on behalf of all the students that are going through this that we most of us can adapt to um the situation presented to us I love that you mentioned something like about adapting to the situation because I found that whether or not it's in person or online, you can find benefits to both. And like it really did help me learn more about my learning style and what I like. And you guys mentioned reminders. I love that. Like on Google Classroom, it tells me what is due when and I, you know, have to keep track of it. So I found that like, I don't really have a preference because there's good things about both in-person and online. Um, but I feel like I'm more tempted to put things off, I guess, now because I've literally been doing it the entire day. So like, I can do that later. And don't worry, I've been keeping up with my assignments. But if a teacher is like assigning something for the next day and I'm like, you know what? I can complete it tomorrow and whatever, fill out the missing work form. And I feel like some, like for me, the rolling gradebook, like the new adaptation is like, I can just turn it in and have the same grade. So with like having distractions, like also with the schedule change, my mom is like, are you done with class yet? Like I'm still in school just because it's online. Like it, I'm still in school. so. I don't know. It's just been like more distractions, but it's also been kind of nice because you can like multitask. So. Yeah. And I know you guys were talking about adapt, like adapting to the virtual environment, which is great because I know in the tech squad, we did this thing. And it was one word goals. And my goal was adapt because I wanted to be more go with the flow. Because like I said, I like to know what's happening when, but things don't always go as planned. So that was my one word. And it kind of worked out well that we're doing distance learning. So at least I know I'm getting to my one word resolution. Shout out to the uh, Reminders app. I'm a big Google Keep person, so I'm very task-driven and task-oriented. So uh, I appreciate that very much. And I have to say, kind of going off the uh, procrastination thing, I know that um, 
at first when we started virtually, uh, obviously there was a lot that was put on teachers and us specifically as school-based technology specialists. But I definitely found myself at times kind of pushing things off or being like, oh, I don't really want to do that now. I'm going to go. I have two little kids. So I'm going to go play with my little kids or I'm going to go do this or I have laundry to do or I'm going to make myself some lunch or whatever. So um, it, it, it definitely at times made it a little bit more challenging uh, being virtual to keep that motivation up to continue to do the work that I know I needed to get done. Can I, uh, can I ask a question to the teachers? Like how many emails would you say that you average like every day? How many, how many emails do you guys get? Well, so you're asking us as school-based technology specialists. So we get emails. If you think about what we're getting, I, we get emails from teachers who need help. We get emails from students who need help. We get emails from parents who need help, our administrators, you know, lots of different people. So we already get a ton because especially now in this environment, we always like, I think a lot of my role being customer service, like provide, you know, providing service to make sure that everybody is, the technology is working. And our, our customers a few years ago was really just teachers. And then it became also students. And now it's also families at home. So we do get a lot, but I think as far as the teacher goes, especially a middle or high school teacher that has a lot of students and a lot of classes, I don't even know. I can't even begin to imagine. It's hard to keep up with though. I would say, Cody, um, I definitely agree with what Ms. Lysi said about, you know, we, we in our role, we have, um, you know, I guess maybe different population that we said, well, we sort of serve the same community, but we, you know, we have different types of interactions, I guess you could say. But one thing I will say, just um, sharing the voice of teachers at, at Rocky Run is that they, there are a lot of emails that come in <laughs> when you have, you know, 120 students. Um, and 120 families that you're supporting. So um, there's a lot of, of emails that our teachers receive um, every day. Uh, but with us, I would, I don't know, like maybe, I'm gonna try to put a number to it, let's see. I don't I don't know, I'm gonna have like, I'm looking at Mr. Pomity and Ms. Lysi to see if like, <laughs> um, 50? Oh, Is that uh, well. more? I don't know. It's, it does differ depending on the day too. So, And, and I would say being that uh, I'm a, at a secondary school, so I support middle and high school. Um, I definitely, well, it's kind of tapered off a little bit now as people have kind of, once people kind of get comfortable, teachers, students that kind of get comfortable on the, the adjustments that we've had to make and shifting from, from different uh, ways of learning. Uh, but uh, uh at, at certain points, I mean, I would probably get 150, 200 emails in a day. Uh, and it was very hard to answer all of those. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, the reason why I was asking is because I, I did realize, like, at the beginning of the year, um, it seemed like I'd send an email and then three weeks later, I'd get a response just because of how many emails they received. Uh, but I, I do realize that um, I think now they, they are responding a bit quicker uh, now that everything's kind of under control and they got used to like everything, uh, like the situation and all that. Well, and I think going forward, I know you won't experience this, Cody, but uh, I know Schoology is going to be the new learning management system or the platform. So Blackboard's going away. Um, and I know there's like a messaging feature 
built into Schoology. So I think that that potentially, from what I've heard from other schools that are piloting it now, that that really helps with the communication between student and teacher, that it's a little bit more fluid and a little bit more instantaneous in kind of the responses, um, as opposed to sending an email waiting for the person to read the email and then typing another email and sending it back, you know, that kind of, um, that, that kind of interaction. Yeah, totally. And I love that because actually I'm pretty sure you guys would know about this because last summer, Miss G asked me and another student to speak at like an ESPIT meeting uh, about student feedback. And it made me so happy that like the teachers or the ESPITs were like considering I guess trying to integrate the student opinion on, you know, the tools that teachers are using and such, because like that experience for me was so eye opening and I learned so much. It, it was like so awesome to know that you guys are like trying to make that happen. Definitely like the shout out to the teachers, because it's good to know that people are listening to what we have to say. Yeah, so thank you, uh, as, as Ms. Lysia had talked about earlier, thank you so much for taking time out of your Monday afternoon to come and speak with us. We really appreciate your perspective, and uh, um, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, I, I had a really good time on the show, or the podcast, um, and in the future, I might actually have a podcast of my own, we'll see, but um, yeah, I just... I really appreciate you guys uh, inviting us and having this conversation and just taking the student input as well. Um, and yeah, it was just a really great experience. Yeah, for sure. Branching all that, I love, I'm so appreciative that you guys are like doing this for us. And it was super fun, super awesome experience to speak with you guys and be on the podcast. So thank you. Yeah, it was, it was very fun. It was a fun experience. And Cody, you should totally make a podcast one day. Like how we started is we would always just talk. And then we were like, we should be recording ourselves. This should be a podcast. And then one day, Mr. Pomini just started recording us. And here we are. So. I agree. Definitely start that podcast. Yeah, sometimes it. sometimes it's just the spontaneous things that just really click. So uh, definitely thinking about that. You gotta, you gotta come down to the uh, media center, Cody, and check out the uh, podcast studio. Yeah, for sure. Um, next year, I mean, I'm still gonna be here since I'm uh, going oh, to George right. Mason, so definitely still gonna be checking that out. Yeah, and I forgot, uh, staying I in the area. So virtual. Yeah. All right. Well, take care, everybody. Best of luck to you on the, the rest of uh, your school year, and um, we'll talk to you later. So much. Have an amazing day. Don't log out yet. Do we need, uh, Miss Lysi, you always get the good oh. We do. Oh, yes. I already took one screenshot, but I didn't have everybody smiling. I'm so oh. glad you said that, Yeah, Michelle, yeah. We, need a, we need a picture.